Welcome to Gimme Some Truth. I'm Kevin Castro, your podcast producer, and your co-hosts are Clint Walkner and Nate Condon, the co-owners and financial advisors at Walkner Condon Financial Advisors in Madison, Wisconsin. This is a podcast series dedicated to illuminate some of the darkness around fees, conflicts of interest, and the motivation behind recommendations in the financial planning industry. Here are your hosts. Welcome back to Give Me Some Truth, where today we're going to be talking about overrated and underrated ideas within investing and the investment world in general. So, Clint, what are the three areas we're going to talk about today? We're going to talk about tax efficiency, uh, investments, and insurance. So, we're going to spend a little bit of time on each one of those topics. Uh, the reason why we're doing this, you know, we were having a bunch of conversations about fantasy football a bit and the whole overrated and underrated. And we've been going back and forth and back and forth because, uh, you know, we got three guys in this office that kind of enjoy ourselves in fantasy football. We dedicate an appropriate amount of time to fantasy football discussion in the office. And it's interesting how many investment related ideas it uh, or, or investment topics it, uh, it kind of brings up uh, and how related these ideas really are. So. Let's start with the, uh, the the tax idea. Clint, what's overrated in, in tax nowadays? I would say really the most overrated that we hear is uh, home equity lines of credit or mortgage debt in general, the tax break and tax benefits in quotes that they have. Um, and I would say particularly on the home equity line of credit side. So we've had clients come up to us and say, oh yeah, you know, I got my uh, my home project and I'm, you know, taking 30 grand on my HELOC and, uh, you know, I get a great tax benefit on that. And when you think about the actual tax benefit, it's uh you know so you get to to deduct the interest payments on it but you still have to actually pay back that debt so you know i think some people spend a lot of time on the tax benefit and sell that as an idea in their head but it really isn't a huge benefit i mean it's the interest rates are low right now it's not like you have a heloc at eight percent and um you know more importantly paying it off over a reasonable amount of time uh, is the most important thing, in my opinion. Um, you know, putting a bunch of furniture on your HELOC and advertising over 15 years just because you get a tax break is not a reason to buy furniture or to use a HELOC. Yeah, the one kind of um, challenge or question that we pose to people with that viewpoint is, okay, how much is the tax deduction saving you? And I think if people can't equate that out or they don't really know from a math standpoint or a rate of return standpoint how much it's actually saving them, then it can easily become a misnomer because the, yes, there is a benefit, but if we don't know actually how much the benefit is saving us, then to Clint's point, how are we determining whether or not that actually is a good deal for us? So the, the analogy we draw there is the people that drive, uh, you know, all the way across town to save two cents a gallon on gas. Okay, well, how much gas did it take you to drive over to the other gas station to save the two cents? In the end, you're probably costing yourself more uh, in the end. So understanding how much it's actually saving you is is a hugely important piece to determining whether or not it's actually worth doing this or whether or not you're better off taking a different approach, paying it off faster uh, as opposed to stretching it out just because you get a tax deduction. That's exactly right. Uh, Nate, what are one of the uh, underrated tax items? 
So underrated tax items would be the tax efficiencies that are available to a lot of us that we might not even realize when it comes to how and where we place our investment dollars. Uh, Clint, give us an example of what that means. Well, a lot of people have you know a pile of money sitting in a checking or savings account or even in a brokerage account that we've invested. Um, you receive a 1099 for that, and it's a taxable account. And if we've got a bunch of money sitting over there and it's long-term dollars, one of the things that we see that people don't do is they don't tax protect that money and they don't fully fund their 401k plan for themselves and or their spouse. So we have to work on tax efficiency there a bit better and make sure that if that becomes long-term dollars and you're not maxing out that 401k plan, both for you and your spouse, uh, you really need to take a closer look at that because that can add up to a lot of dollars over time. Um, and in many cases, it can give you an immediate benefit, which is that uh, if you choose the pre-tax side of the 401k, we can shelter some income and reduce our current income. And furthermore, if you decide to go on the Roth side, well, let's put a pile of money that eventually will be tax-free in retirement. So, you know, what strategy you use depends on your income and your circumstances. So we won't give any blanket recommendations here, but let's just say if you're not taking advantage of your 401k and IRA plans uh, to their fullest potential, uh, you're missing something there. Yeah, and to take it one step further, uh, there's a lot of people that don't realize that they have multiple plans that are available through their employer. Uh, a lot of employees through state of Wisconsin, um, UW, uh, even a lot of the teachers in Wisconsin have multiple plans that are available to them uh, by way of 403B and 457 deferred compensation plans um, that allow for um, the ability to, to max fund or even just save in both buckets. Um, if you're not familiar with that or not aware of that, that's definitely a reason to uh, come in and talk to us because there's a, a, a huge area of, of tax efficiencies there that, that might not even be uh, realized, but the, uh, the effect of that on, um, on your tax bill in April could be huge. That's exactly right. Um, one other overrated thing we talk and, and pivot towards uh, investments here. Uh, one overrated item that we found is the active versus passive debate. Um, and what we mean when we say that is there are, there's active management and passive management and passive management is index investing. So, okay, you know, you should just invest solely in the S and P 500 for one of your investments or all of your investments because it's low in cost tracks an index. There's no portfolio manager. It's more tax efficient. There's a litany of reasons to consider passive management, but there's also a number of reasons to consider active management. And for us, particularly on the bond side, um, there's, a lot of good active managers out there that people should consider. So I think what we get is we get these polarizing things. It seems like everything in our society now is, you know, one way or the other or polarized. You got to pick a side. And, you know, oftentimes the truth is really in the middle. So, uh, you know, a lot of people say you either have to be actively managed or passively managed exclusively. And we reject that notion. Um, and, you know, there's some balance there between active and passive. So there's probably like a hundred articles to every, one article written about some other investment concepts that we find to be uh, more beneficial for people. So the active passive debate will always be around, but uh, you know, we don't think that we should be absolutionists uh, in that situation. Yeah. It's, it's a spectrum really, in our opinion, it, it's a, it's not a, you know, you're in this camp or you're in that camp. It's uh it's really a fluid spectrum and you know, kind of where you fall on that spectrum is um, you know, is really what's important. Are you 60% active 40% passive, are you 80% passive and 20% uh, active? I mean, it, it really depends on where you fall as opposed to saying I'm 
purely active, I'm purely passive, and that's kind of how Clint and I look at it as well. As we kind of range on that on that spectrum um, between you know more passive, um, more active at sometimes, and the uh, the right answer really depends on what's going on within the markets at that time. That's right. I mean, there's no if you're going to hire an active manager, they have to earn their extra management fees because undoubtedly those would be more expensive. So, you know, you can kind of treat passive management as kind of more of a do your do it yourself type of thing versus um, having a portfolio manager and doing it yourself is almost always less expensive, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's effective. So, um, Nate, what are one of the things um, in investments that's underrated? Well, we see this happen time and time again, but portfolio construction itself um, is kind of an underrated idea. And what we mean by that is we spend a lot of time or the media spends a lot of time um, trying to get us to care about things that, that granted are important. Um, we're not going to say that things like, uh, you know, fund expenses and costs and things like that are not important because they are. But if you purely looked at what the media tells you, that's the only thing you should look at, or the only thing you should look at is active versus passive, or the only thing you should look at is, you know, alternative investment strategies. We think in a lot of ways, uh, we're, we're completely missing the forest through the trees. Uh, the, you know, these, these are all individual ideas that wrap themselves or, or portfolio construction kind of wraps itself around all of these ideas. And so if we just look at the individual ideas alone, we miss the big picture of portfolio construction in general. That's exactly right. Um, you know, True diversification and portfolio construction is incredibly important to your overall rate of return over time. So you have to spend an adequate amount of time uh, researching and making sure that your portfolio is diverse and globally diverse. So, you know, we spend so much time talking about the Dow and the S&P 500 here, and we lose a little sight of the fact that we have a huge global uh, stock and bond market, and we have to participate in that, um, you know, to get true diversification. The last item that we're going to cover on our over-under, uh, overrated, underrated uh, podcast this morning would be insurance. Clint, what is overrated in insurance right now? Oh, uh, permanent insurance. And we've spent some time on this topic, and it frustrates me that we continue to hear story after story about people that say, yeah, so I went and saw this financial advisor, and we put advisor in quotes in this situation, and uh, you know, they talked to us about what is what is the analogy, Nate? You know, they're always like building a house, or you got to have foundation. a nice foundation. That's right. Permanent life insurance is the foundation of a good financial plan. Is that's what we hear. That's right. Time and time again. Yes, as they're reading off their seventeen-page script that they've learned, and uh, you know, they will be happy to sell you some some of that sort of protection. And don't you love your family? You know, that's why you put that protection in place because you love your family, and you know, you're a good long-term investor. And it's a Swiss Army knife of investing because you get to you know invest while you protect and it's just wonderful it gets and, real emotional real fast for some reason that's right. i don't know why that happens it gets very you know apparently if you don't if you don't have a you know you know universal life uh policy on every member of your family nobody loves anybody that's right apparently that's what that means i don't understand i must not love is. my children why don't you tell them that tonight when you're putting them to bed that's, that's good <laughs> daddy doesn't love you because we use term insurance that's right Try to buy some uh, more expensive insurance that's less good for my family. Um, so, you know, it, it, permanent life is incredibly overrated, will always be incredibly overrated. Um, and lo and behold, as we've 
had to have new compliance standards and things like that. Uh, there's a Department of Labor ruling that happened that a lot of people are aware of now. There's a push towards more of the fiduciary standard, and lo and behold, uh, that covers IRAs, but somehow doesn't cover the insurance uh, cases as well. So uh, the insurance salesman that's building the house and protecting your family is is uh, loud and proud. They're out there, you know, and they're going to continue to be out there for a long time. So yeah, uh, and it. We're not saying that it, in 0% of the cases does it make sense. Um, but that percentage where it makes sense, in our opinion, is is very small. Probably, you know, it's, it's hard to even put a number on it. But of all investors out there, that number is really small where it truly, truly makes sense. And what we mean by makes sense is it's a very high-level investment product, in our opinion. Um, and that's another thing that, that, that doesn't get discussed is that it's called life insurance, but there's an investment component. So if we don't understand the investment component, uh, we're really missing the boat on that one. And so um, in very few cases, does it make sense? We'll grant that it does make sense in few cases, but those are those are very few in nature. That's exactly right. Nate, uh, so let's stick on the insurance side. What might be one of the underrated forms of insurance? Well, it's underrated, and in, in a lot of cases, it's unloved. It's it's Charlie Brown's Christmas tree is really what it is. But disability insurance um, just never, ever gets talked about. And just the pure stats alone of the odds of becoming disabled versus the odds of dying, the amount of time they get spent by insurance agents talking about you know somebody's death versus their, their disability uh, um, um, chances is, is, is staggeringly off. Um, the, the, the odds of becoming disabled in your job are drastically higher than the odds of, of dying at an age, you know, under the age of 50. That's exactly right. You call it Charlie Brown's Christmas tree. I call it maybe like a hairless cat, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> you know, Dr. Evil's cat. Yeah. Like Dr. Evil's cat. And some people think they're so cute, you know, but, uh. There are people that think that hairless cats are cute. I think so. I think so. Well, Kevin, least, what are your thoughts on hairless cats? I'm, are you saying that people think disability insurance is cute then too? <laughs> this really, I'm, I'm not, not as good at analogies as Nate is, but it's like a hairless cat. It is really like a hairless cat. See, what he's saying is that you know it's not lo- as loved as it should be. You know, it's 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 a cat. You should love it the same. You know, you should think they have kind of cute faces, and I bet if you petted it. It would have like a nice texture. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know. Does it does it feel like a snake or does it feel like a, I don't think it's slippery. Like a chamois? Is this? I think it feel so. Like a chamois? Exactly. Exactly. So back to disability insurance. Um, I no, like the I mean, look that we get from Kevin. Just the the disapproving parent look that we get when we start to go off top. I would say more disdain than anything else. Yes. Yeah. Um, but as far as disability insurance goes, uh, you know, Nate and I both have disability insurance, and it kind of should tell you about what we feel about it. Um, I will echo Nate's sentiments in saying that, you know, you, you've got to be able to protect your income in case of an injury. And, um, you know, death is catastrophic and horrible. And that's why we carry term insurance for that. Uh, but the problem with disability is that it's a little bit more expensive. Um, and in many cases, more expensive than uh, term life insurance if you truly want to protect your income because your income lasts a long time and that number is significant. So, you know, if you haven't reviewed your disability insurance in quite some time, it's probably time to pull that back out and take a look at it, uh, particularly if you are self-employed. Um, if you are a business owner or you are self-employed or a combination of both, um, you need to look at disability insurance strongly and make sure you have the proper protection. Yeah, it's, it's one of those where if you get injured and you don't have the coverage you think that you have, um, you know, your financial situation can go from pretty solid to, um, 
you know, pretty, uh, pretty awful pretty quickly. And we've seen it happen before for people. It's, it's one of the main, I'll say it a different way. One of the main causes of bankruptcy in the United States is medical costs. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that, um, medical costs are, uh, exorbitantly high, true, but, uh, medical costs can also be a byproduct of an injury or an accident, uh, which also leads to no income coming in. So you, you kind of have this dual effect of my income is now gone or has, has been gone for the last month, two months, three months, six months, and I'm having to pay medical bills. How am I going to pay the medical bills if I have no income coming in? That's exactly right. And so, you know, what we need to do is make sure we buy disability insurance because it's kind of like the foundation of a house. And so as you're building that foundation of the house and making sure that you love your family, you need to absolutely buy some disability insurance, right? He keeps swinging at this, Kevin. He keeps, he keeps trying. He keeps trying. It's, it's, it's getting there. I think if, it's, if we turn it into a four-hour podcast, we get there. I'm just going to say let's leave the analogies to Nate going forward. <laughs> And then we'll be all good. <laughs> you see, it's like a hair clip. <laughs> no, it's not. I'm kidding. Yeah, the uh, the, the over under uh, discussion this morning that we had in the office is uh, is is not without example, and uh, we might be back at a future podcast with the same idea of uh, ideas that we think are overrated or underrated. Um, remember, uh, you know, media's job is to get clicks and to get you to buy newspapers and to get your eyes on websites and may not necessarily be uh, what's in your best interest. So uh, not to blame it on media necessarily, but uh, just kind of everything you read, everything you look at, just kind of look at and think, are they just kind of running with an overrated idea? Uh, or is there something maybe that is a little more underrated that I need to be looking at as well? So thanks for spending the time with us on Give Me Some Truth. In uh, future podcast topics, we'll do a little more underrated, overrated, and then we'll also uh, you know, take any of your suggestions that you have. So please uh, contact us if you'd like to hear a topic. Advisory services are offered through Walkner Condon Financial Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the states of Wisconsin and Texas. Clint Walkner and Nate Condon are investment advisor representatives of Walkner Condon. Kevin Castro is an office manager and marketing communications specialist for Walkner Condon Financial Advisors. He is not registered, and his participation in this podcast is limited to unregistered activities and will not be providing any advice that is investment related, nor should any comments he makes be construed as giving investment advice. Insurance products and services are offered through WC Insurance Services, LLC, Walkner Condon Financial Advisors, LLC, and WC Insurance Services, LLC, are affiliated companies. Content should not be viewed as an offer to buy or sell any of the securities mentioned or as legal or tax advice. You should always consult an attorney or tax professional regarding your specific legal or tax situation. Walkner Condon Financial Advisors LLC is not engaged in the practice of law. Whenever you invest, you are at risk of loss of principal as the market does fluctuate. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Purchases are subject to suitability. This requires a review of an investor's objective, risk tolerance, and time horizons. Investing always involves risk and possible loss of capital. Long-term care, estate planning, insurance products, and tax advice are not offered through Walkner Condon Financial Advisors, LLC. Walkner Condon works on a best efforts basis and does not promise or guarantee any results. Past performance does not represent future results. Please see walknercondon.com for additional disclosures.